everything is wrong about her except her commitment to Jesus is right. And because of that commitment, God canceled out everything that was wrong about her past. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us today as we continue a message, Not What I Used to Be. It's a message where we're looking at the story of Rahab and how she provided shelter to the spies as they went in to investigate the promised land. The thing that sometimes those uh, cutesy little children's Bible stories leave out is Rahab was a harlot. She had a past. She had baggage. And many of us may have sin in our lives. We may have our own baggage. But the cool thing is, as Pastor Ford was just pointing out, when her commitment to Jesus was right, God was able to cancel out everything that was wrong about her past. And the same is true for you and me today. I think we may face the temptation to think that I've got to get my life cleaned up. I've got to get all my ducks in a row before I can come to Jesus. He's not going to want me like this. But the cool thing is we can look at the stories of people in the Bible like Rahab and be reminded of the truth that God wants us to come to him just as we are. And as we do that, then he will be the one to clean up our lives. Well, if you can, join us in Hebrews 11 as we get to a message entitled, Not What I Used to Be. Here is Pastor Ford. And so what's going on? Rahab was a harlot. But that's not the story today. Because we're not here to talk about what she used to be. We're here to talk about what God made her. And let me just say this. Some of us as believers need to get a different script. It's the devil that's called the accuser of the brethren. If it's in the past, what we ought to do is leave it there. Quit throwing folks sin up in their face that they used to do. You used to do this. You ought to say to somebody who says that to you, you doing the devil's work. You ain't nothing but the devil. Get the hints behind me, Satan, because thou savorest not the things that be of God. I ain't got time to hear that because I'm not all I should be, but by the grace of Jesus Christ, I'm not what I used to be. Can I get some help in here? I mean, somebody ought to be glad. So, let's see how a woman of the night became a woman of the light. How she was changed from a street walker to a Christ talker. How she went from a hooker to a holy woman. Here's the thing. Faith cancels the past and confirms your future. Let me say it again. Faith cancels your past and confirms your future. Let me say it this way. Faith cancels your history and confirms your destiny. Oh yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. And so then, she demonstrates the evidence of faith that cancels your history and confirms your destiny. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you have him? Notice I didn't say it, because the Bible tells us faith is Jesus Christ. First uh, Timothy chapter 2. So, notice the first evidence 
that you have the faith that cancels your history and confirms your destiny. It's in verses 1 through 7, and you know, if you've been here long enough, ain't that right, Deacon? You know that I'm going through a whole passage and two sermons, and so there's a whole lot I'm going to miss in that passage. And it hurts me to my heart to have to pass stuff up. But I'm just going to make my point and move on. So, notice, she demonstrates it. The first evidence is she demonstrates the commitment of faith in verses 1 through 7. See, there are two kinds of prostitutes in the Bible. There was the church-going prostitute and the non-church-going prostitute. Okay. There were whores in the church. And uh, you need to realize that people didn't look down on them even though they were whoring because they went to church. They were called temple prostitutes. And so, and so they were those who were devoted to making the male worshipers feel at home. So they were, they were one, of, one of the messages I'm going to preach over. Uh, I'm trying not to, but, but there's one I'm preaching over, Desperate Housewives. I'm preaching that over. And it talks about women who every time a man come into church and he's single and got a ring on his finger, don't look gay and got a job, every woman in the church thinks she's the unclaimed blessing. Every woman in the church that's single be scripting out their little script about, yeah, yeah, he smiled at me, but he didn't smile at me like he smiled at everybody else. It was a different kind of smile. I could tell it was that. All he said was, God bless you, my sister. He want to marry me. <laughs> hmm. But she was not that way. She was the kind of woman everybody talked about, but nobody wanted to talk to. And listen to the Bible. But she's not known for her hooching. She's being praised for her hiding. She hid this. Look at, look at her. She goes from a house of shame to the hall of fame. She's in the faith hall of fame. She's a harlot, but she becomes God's heroine. She's a prostitute, but she becomes God's princess. Here's what she's saying in verses 1 through 7 in a nutshell. I'm committed to Yahweh and his program. She is seeking first the kingdom of God. Mm, mm, mm. Here's what she did. She gave her past to God. Now, the reason why some of you can't be used by God is because you're still in your past. You still use your past as an excuse. God says, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want your past as an excuse. I want to use it for my glory. So turn it over to me. And many of us, we, we, well, you know, I can't because, uh, you know, this happened to me, that happened to me. This, I'm not denying what happened to you. I'm saying turn it over to the Lord. She says, I'm on God's side. So she hid the spies. Now, now let me tell you the kind of person God is using here. She's the wrong person because she's a woman. Now, you know this already. What does the average Jew pray every morning? Come on, help me out, Deke. Thank God I'm, I'm not a woman. So she's the wrong person, but she's in the wrong profession. She's a harlot, but she's of, of the wrong people. She's a Canaanite, but she's in the wrong place, Jericho. 
Everything is wrong about her except her commitment to Jesus is right. And because of that commitment, God canceled out everything that was wrong about her past. Let me say it this way. She didn't let what she was in the past stop her from what God wanted her to be in her future. See, sometimes we want to dress ourselves up. But if the truth be known, we way worse than our testimonies. I can't get a witness. Yet God wants people to know I can take a mess and turn it into a message. How can God use someone like her? I've said this before too, but I need to tell you the end of the story. Uh, one sister saw, uh, went out and, you know, and laughed, looked at the pulpit, went in the old sanctuary and laughed. I had to find out what was going on. Why is she laughing? So I, I beat food. I said, sis, I saw you look at the pulpit and laugh. Why were you laughing? Was there something funny in the pulpit? She said, yeah, pastor. You know, our pastor is an ex-drug pusher. Our elder, Major Matthews, ex-crackhead and heroin addict. And our drummer, Dennis, is an ex-gangbanger. God sure must be desperate these days. I said to her, no, God's not desperate. He's merciful. Now, let me tell you the rest of the story. Do you know, where, where Dino? Where Dino? Where Dino? Where, where, where is he? He went upstairs to help? Okay. Our drummer. Let me tell you how he got saved. We had Bible and basketball. And it, we would meet here at 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the morning. At 12, between 12 and 1, uh, Pastor Lyles would give an invitation after a Bible study. That Saturday... His best friend had gotten shot and was paralyzed. His other best friend was killed, murdered, right up here, at 76 in Coles. He came in after the invitation was given. He started crying. He said, I don't want to end up like them. Is this Jesus thing really true? And he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. His gang members said, you don't get out of a gang and you know that. We will kill you if you try to get out. He came to me and Pastor Lau said, man, they talking about killing me. I do believe in Jesus, but, I, you know, I don't want to lose my life. We said, let's believe God. Let's just trust him. God is greater than them gangbanging buddies of yours. And so they sent two gangbangers to church every Sunday for four Sundays to see if he was in there. And he was there. And they let him go. Did you hear what I said? They let him go. So he came to Wednesday night Bible study. I said, he came to Wednesday night Bible study. He came to Wednesday night Bible study. I'm telling you, I don't get this at all. I don't, all that God has done for us, we say that he has saved us, wrote our name in the Lamb's book of life, that we are those who are going to walk on streets of gold through the pearly gates and all of that, that God is good and we're going to spend all eternity with him and we can't spend an hour and a half with him on Bible study and we're supposed to have such a great teacher preacher, but you don't come in hearing that people all over the country want to come. God come from Kentucky. God I come from Florida just to be up in here and some of you who have it don't even come up here we got elders who can be a pastor in over 90% of the churches in America and elevate that preaching we got folk in the pew that you don't even know about stand up Dave stand up Dave you should hear him preach you're listening to treasure truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr. a message entitled not what I used to be and we're going to pause right here but We'll get back to this teaching in just one moment.
If you ever miss part of a broadcast or maybe you've missed a previous one in a series, you can always come to our website and listen to each and every program in its entirety. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream programs through your computer. You can also download MP3s or simply order copies on CD. Again, you'll be able to do all of that when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. And I ain't going to say what I said this morning because I was angry. Because it got to me. I said, what is wrong with you people? Talking about you love God. No, you don't. Don't give. Don't serve. Don't cooperate with one another. Don't work together. No, you don't. Let me tell you why, and I'm going to read it this time. Let me tell you, why, why did God want her? God, why you pick her? I mean, listen, listen. God, why do you want folk like Ford? Why do you want folk like Green? Stand up, Green. Toronto, show them what a gang enforcer used to look like. That's the guy, when you didn't do right, the gang said, get him, Green. And he broke your arm. He broke your leg. And if there were too many of them, he shot you. Ain't that right? Listen to the text. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Man, you know it already. Listen to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to break in at at verse uh, 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Why? Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and the things which are not to bring to not things that are. God, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Verse 29, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. I'm choosing folk who know they ain't got nothing going on, who know they're not all that in a bag of chips and the dip thrown in, who know that apart from me they can do nothing, who know that in me they live and move and have their being in me that I am the Alpha and the Omega, not them, that the sun, S-U-N, rises because the sun, the S-O-N, told it to, that the ocean stopped because I told it where to stop, that the winds and the waves obey me and come like lap dogs and stand behind me, that I and I alone am God Almighty, the true and the living God. Beside me, there is no other, none other. None other. None other. Hmm. Dr. E.V. Hill. I love Dr. E.V. Hill. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I love preachers who have a sense of humor. Now, I bet you can't guess why. Because I know 
Everybody can't take me. That's why a lot of people ain't here. They can't take me. They say, I like your exposition. I don't like that extra stuff. Now, I always tell them, God called me. I was just like I am. You know, all he did was just clean me up a little bit. Because whenever I was in the room, you knew it. You knew it. I, I was always conspicuous. I was going to make myself be known. That's it. I always joke. I always laugh. I was one of the guys in school that would start the fight and then talk about, hey, y'all, there's a fight. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. You know, God has calmed me down a whole lot. Oh, y'all don't know how I used to be. Amen. Thank the Lord he calmed me down. And, and, so, and so I was telling him, you know, that uh, I like, like Wiersbe, Warren Wiersbe. In my estimation, the greatest expositor living today. And if you ever listen to him, if you don't like humor, you would not listen to any. That man had me cracking up all the time. But he's one of the greatest expositors you ever want to read. So I like guys like that. Well, Dr. Evie Hill, that was my guy. Because he had, man, he had a sense of humor. And I was telling him this morning, you know, like that's why my Lord gave me my wife. Because my wife is, is reserved and quiet. And she'll sit there and nobody knows it. And, and uh, I'll go too far. And I know when I'm going too far. You have to send me an email because she'll tell me. She'll sit there and she'll say, Now, she's not telling me she's going to cut my throat, I don't think. <laughs> but what she's saying is, all right, going too far, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut. Sometimes she don't even have to, have to do that. Sometimes she just stand there and look at me like my mama used to do. And I settle down. Uh, but anyway, Dr. Hill, he, he, said, he always says some funny stuff. So one day we're, we're at pastor's conference. Me and Pastor Lyle, Dr. Hill comes in, and, and it was amazing how he got invited back, because you don't always come back, back to back. So what he did was preach a 12-point sermon and did uh, three the first time and said, all right, now, Dr. Sweeting, if you want to hear four, five, and six, invite me back next year. And then he said, y'all brothers want me to come back? And they said, yeah, everybody said, yeah. So Dr. Sweeting now in the corner, you know, he, then he finished it, he said, okay, now, uh, if you want me to come back, uh, you know, I got to do seven, eight, and nine next year. Dr. Sweetie, you want me to come back and do seven, eight, and nine next year? What about you, man? Yay, bring him back. So at the third one, he said, now, 10, 11, and 12, and we lost it. We lost it. But anyway, here's what he said. He said, well, I've got 66 committees. I've got a committee for every way you can be lost. And he's not lying. He had all these committees when he was alive. He's with the Lord now. And uh, he said, one day, one of my members come and said, oh, pastor, we having troubles because my sister done now become a streetwalker. I need your help. And he'd say, honey, I ain't never been a streetwalker. There ain't nothing I can say. But go get Barbara. She the head of my prostitute committee. And she'll get some of the ex-prostitutes, and they'll go get your sister. And that's what happened. They went and witnessed to her, and they went and got her. Then they came back the next week and said, we led her to the Lord. She wants to be baptized this morning, but she's telling us that she's having trouble out of her pimp. He said, well, now nah, I ain't never been a pimp. But go get Daryl, because he's the head of my pimp committee. 
And he used to, he used to, he said, now I witness to the Crips and the Bloods. And I got police officers in my congregation. I tell my deacons, don't give me no trouble. Cause uh, I can get you legally, or I got some folk that can, I can get you illegally with. <laughs> but, but what's his point? His point was this, that God used everything about her past to promote her to her future. Man, God's like my mama. My mama, we grew up on welfare. You know, 10 kids, y'all know that. You know all that because you've been here a while. You know that by now. You know, you better get used to it. And if you ain't heard it, you better hurry it quick because I only got about what, five, six more years? <laughs> Lord say the same. Anyway, so, so she would do stuff. Like we had chicken one day. The next day we had this casserole. And it got the chicken that we didn't eat in it. And we say, well, what is this, mama? She say, this is chicken a la king. This is chicken supreme. See, she took the leftovers and put a supreme on it. She took the leftovers and put a king on it. Y'all ain't praying with me. That God takes our leftovers and puts his supreme finger in it. His personal recipe of grace and goodness. And what do we have? A mess that becomes a man of God. A mess that becomes a woman of God. Boy, what a powerful message today from Pastor James Ford Jr. You're listening to Treasured Truth, and maybe that's your story. God has made something new and wonderful out of your life. Or maybe your life is still a mess, but God is whispering to you. He wants you to become a man or a woman of God. And if you'd like someone to walk with you through starting a relationship with God, call this number right now. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's one 888 need him. Well, whether you're tuning in for comfort, encouragement, or a desire to go deeper into scripture on your own, we're glad you're here. Our commitment to you is to provide these daily visits from respected and trustworthy Bible teachers like Pastor Ford and others. And when you become a monthly partner, you're playing a vital part in making this program possible. A monthly partner is someone who agrees to give a gift every month to Moody Radio. And you can join our growing family of monthly partners today when you call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. By the way, when you become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, you're going to have access to even more Bible study resources. Our monthly partners receive a 50% discount to Moody Publishers. It's good for their entire archive of resources as long as you remain a monthly partner. Now, you're going to have access to books from authors like Gary Chapman, Nancy Lee DeMoss, Alistair Begg, and others, as well as DVDs. And these can make some really great gifts for Christmas and birthdays. And with your 50% discount, you can help the people you love go deeper with God. Become a monthly partner by Auto Gift and receive your 50% discount to Moody Publishers. And make a difference at Moody Radio. Call now, 888-644-7660 or go to treasuredtruthradio.org. Our producer is Amy Rios. I'm Steve Hiller, and we'll be back again next week with more Bible teaching as we continue our message on Rahab here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.